All right, so let me give you a lay of the land right here. Like, I'm, I'm looking at my friend, like one of my best friends, and he's he's laid up, you know, you know, on a couch, you know, and he's he's got this this nice weighted blanket on him. I mean, oh my quite God. frankly, you hear that crackling? That's a water yeah, bottle. Sorry about that. I need to drink something. <sighs> you, dude, you you don't look like you're feeling very good right now. What's going on, man? Uh, well, um, I I got my second vasectomy. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. You, you say that again? You you heard me correctly. My second vasectomy. Second vasectomy. So yes, meaning sir. the first one did not take. So my, no, the first one took. Actually, kind of a great story. I ended up uh, going and visiting this doctor. And he didn't know me from Adam, right? Walks in. He's like, oh, man, I'll, everything's good. We're just going to do a local snip, snip, kind of tie things up, cauterize the ends, you know, sew you up and you're out of here. I mean, like 15, 20 minutes, easy. And I said, yeah, I already had that done. And he was like, oh, so it didn't work. And uh, my response is, no, it, it worked. Um, I ended up getting a reversal. And he's like, ah, you at least get a kid out of it. And I went, yeah, five. <laughs> well, hold on a second here. Yeah. All right, so I already know this, so I'm like, you know, I'm being kind of a dick right now. No, no, no. Hit me. So you got a vasectomy. And then you got it reversed so you can have another kid. Yeah. But you had another five? I had five more. What year did you get the first one? Oh, God. That was right after Paige was born. So Paige is... Pages what? Seven like oh five oh six. Sixteen. She's sixteen. Is she born oh five or oh six? I'd have to look at my phone. I, when you have as many as I do, you can't remember. I want to say. I Paige just know was, she's May first. That's all I, th- I know. I think she's oh five. Okay, so you got a vasectomy in oh five. Oh, she's seventeen. She's seventeen. Okay, so when did you get it reversed? Um, it was a few years after that. I think it was like. Two and a half years, two and a half, three years later. Okay, so you had a vasectomy, and then two and a half years later, you got it reversed. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't like, okay. Yeah, and that was the most miserable three months of my life. Taking warm showers, having to hold the boys up because you didn't want them to drop. You know? <laughs> it uh, it wasn't very pleasant. Any, any strain you put on that vas tube just hurt. So I remember that like it was yesterday, and uh, I'm kind of feeling that same thing today. Which one would you rate as, you know, kind of the shittier pain? Actually, um, putting it back together. Because having them separate, it's okay if they drop a little bit. Because separation doesn't matter. It's already been snipped, right? But when they put them together, you don't want your boys to hang low. Because it just puts strain on it and hurts like a mother. All right. So you and I, we're, we're, we're not old men, but we're not young men. Oh, yeah. We're, we're on the cusp of slightly advanced age. So you're, you're done, done. I'm absolutely done. Well, even bro, I got you, nine kids. Yeah, but even if you wanted a tenth. There's no way. I yeah. would never. I would never. But you can't nope. physically. No, no. It's all juice, no seeds. 
Yeah, the, the, you, you go to a doctor and you're like, yo, doc, reverse me. He's going to be like, fuck you. Oh, there's no there's no reversing. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't care who comes into my life. That is not happening. Like, But from a medical solid. standpoint, it is an impossibility at this point. It's yeah? Well, it'd be pretty stupid of me to be like, oh, I got a second reversal. I mean, like, why would I do that? Yeah, no shit. That, that's just, yeah. At that point, I need to be evaluated at a psych ward. All right, so right now you're I've I've never known you to be a blanket dude. But dude, you were just curled up on the corner of that couch and you got this So that, that's a nice blanket. Dude, this weighted <laughs> blanket is so heavy. I don't even know I don't even know who made it. I, I ended up getting it a couple of years ago and it's one of the best investments I ever got cuz it's just so comfortable. Lux OME, I don't know. Okay, but like that's not putting weight on your ball sack, right? Well, I've got a nice pack on there at the moment. So, okay, so you got an ice pack on your nuts. Yeah. You got a weighted blanket over your, you're pretty much from like a belly button down because you never have your torso covered ever. Never, ever. Ever, ever. Ever. But I'm, I'm, I've got a fever too, so I got something else going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's part of it, but I didn't get it until today. My kids have been kind of sick and I've been watching them the last few days. So I, I may have gotten a touch of whatever they got. Well, Mrs. Andrews is also sick, so there's something going around. But, you know, we did shove the, the Q-tip up her nose. She does not have the Rona. Well, that's good. And same thing like with I've got I have 17 people report to me at my, my work. And I think today I had seven people show up. I got 10 of them out. Oh, this this is just rolling around. Yeah, as far as I know, not a single one of them have the Rona. So, out of my kids, I mean, three of my kids are sick. Three of the nine. So, yeah, I am one third. So, the odds are not in your favor. Not really, because especially because they've been hanging out with me. All right. But. Well, shit, man. I hope your sack gets to feeling better. <sighs> Yeah, you know, I kind of hope so too. But so, and I'm not saying you're going to. I'm just asking from a medical and physical standpoint, uh, for lack of a better phrase, when can you use it again? Oh wow, I never finished my story. So when when the guy uh, ended up saying, "Oh, it didn't work," and I said, "Well, yeah, the reversal," I ended up getting a reversal. He was like, "Oh, well, let's see what you're working with, right?" So. Uh, you know, had the disrobe and let him play with my, my, my junk. But anyway, um, one side was perfect. The other side had some scar tissue on there. So that kind of made it where they had to knock me out, cut off some scar tissue. It was more of a, uh, evasive surgery than just your typical snip, snip and we're done. Right. So that's why here I am. Wait, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I'm four days in and I'm still having a hard time walking, you know, and uh, I'm bruised pretty bad. But anyway, it was pretty funny because I asked him if he could put some uranium in my sack. So when I'm shooting blanks, maybe I can have a couple tracers, you know. Yeah, but dude, you're over there talking about scar tissue. And I'm over here talking about with the birds. I'll share this alone with you. <laughs> what? Scar tissue, red hot chili peppers, oh my man. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what the birds are sharing. Oh my so god. <laughs> Here's something else, dude. <laughs> I feel bad for you, That's but That's pretty funny. No, nah, well, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. I just, 
<clears throat> I don't feel bad, um, and I'm actually no, glad you, that I you're, did No, you're it. a good dude. You had it reversed the first time. It probably wasn't your first choice. It, it wasn't. That was that was miserable. It was a, a miserable conversation um, with my wife at the time, and it was one where it just it ne- the, the conversation never ended, and it was really much her just pushing me, and she was mad because her goal was to have nine kids. And uh, she was nine or ten, nine. Oh, because her her grandma had nine, so she kind of wanted to follow in the footsteps. But she's one of those people where like she just like loves the repetitiveness, loves babies. So she could have had ten, and she would have loved it. But I was like, I was struggling at seven. I was like, no, 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 no. But then I lose and be like, you know, whatever. Anyway, so I gave her her dream, which was to have nine kids, and um. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're amazing kids. Love them to death. Yeah, I wouldn't if you change had to trade it. one of them in, you wouldn't make a decision. You'd keep them all. Well, maybe one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I would not trade one of them. Let me guess. The teenager? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, I, no actually, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Parenting's hard, but um, I, the biggest thing is the relationship you have with those kids. If you have a good relationship with them, even when you go through those tough times, um, hopefully everything the love and everything that you built up from when they were a kid to that teenage years they they can still respect you and i I mean don't get me wrong it's difficult and sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other but all in all like you we really push the morals and the values so that we can just go okay i know you're getting older i know you want to spread your wings but like listen to what we taught you you know and i think my kids are pretty decent about that well you got good kids and you know i've got good kids you know, yeah. I look at the, the teenager and like, excuse me. Yeah, we're going to keep that in, folks. I look at my teenager. She's 16 years old. She has to be mad at one of us at all times. She can't be happy with both of us and she can't be mad at both of us. She has to be okay with one of us and pissed off at the other. And it, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm listening to you. But I just realized what I did by the way that I'm sitting on my couch, kind of like relaxed, almost like a lounge lounge chair kind of thing. And do you remember when Donald Trump went to sip his water? And it went down his fucking lip. No, it just, you know, the way he did is like his lips overextended. And yeah. He was like, hey, that's hey, what I just I'm gonna did. I'm going to build a wall. I, I looked absolutely freaking ridiculous trying to take a sip of water quietly. And I just went, oh, my God, that was Trump. Dude, have you seen our sound scales ever bounce so much as it did on the Donald Trump lip no water thingy no actually I never have so think of a Richter scale if you will so you know the mixer that we use to record our podcast it's got you know I'm on the top Sean's on the bottom no pun intended don't make a dirty joke motherfuckers but we started talking about uh, drinking um, water and for lack of better phrase the Richter scale spiked so even now, in 2022, when Donald Trump is not running, he is still making an impact. Oh, absolutely. Take that for what you will. Nonetheless, you got good kids. I got good kids. Uh, my balls are still intact. Yours are split. I'm telling you, you need to get this done, dude. Oh, I want to. I don't want to go through like all the trauma that you went through, but no, well, I'm a different scenario. No, I know that you, the normal scenario for somebody just getting it done, you're in and out. Like it's a piece of cake. Will you drive me? Absolutely. 
I don't want to be under the truth serum and anybody else have a hold of me. Yeah, well, that was kind of funny coming out of my coming out of my sleep. I was talking about how amazing saltine crackers were. I hate saltine crackers, but whatever. Apparently, Why you gotta disparage the the good goddamn name of saltine crackers. I I'm not a saltine cracker kind of guy, but you're a Ritz cracker kind of guy, aren't you? Or Clubhouse? Not even. I don't really like crackers. Give me a cookie instead. Okay. I want the sugar. I don't want the carbs. Just, I love crackers and tomato soup. I like putting um, goldfish in my tomato soup. That's a good. That's a really good one. Or you even cheddar popcorn. You want what else is good in tomato soup? Croutons. Yeah, I could see that. That's really good too. Yeah. <laughs> or like one of those like day old dried out baguettes from like a Panera Bread. You rip that fucker up oh, and you throw are, that in some tomato soup. Those things are the best. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, best of luck to you and your, your boys over yeah, there. They, they're, they're no longer firing live rounds. They're now part of, what is what are those things that you, you see, like the Civil War reenactments? Oh, I'm shooting blanks. Yeah. Yeah. You're a Civil War reenactment right now, Yeah, man. pretty much. That's why I was hoping to get some uranium or something in there, or some glow sticks juice in there, yeah. you know, so at least at night I can shake it a little bit, and then <laughs> all of a sudden I got a tracer as it's shooting out. <laughs> pew, pew. Exactly. Exactly. You'd be like a stormtrooper, never hit your target. That's right. Well, I mean, it would be kind of funny to see where it's heading. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, fair enough. Anyway, um, that I guess you know we we've spent the last fifteen minutes talking about your nutsack. <laughs> I want to talk about next. Um, we we kind of got into this a little bit a couple weeks ago when we were talking with Justin. Kind of like the difference between, you know, Florida and California and how Californians are awesome and Floridians suck. That may be slightly paraphrased a little bit by myself being a Californian. But one of the things you were talking about was your experience with um, one car rental company. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe we don't need to say their name, but it rhymes with Burt's. Yeah, well... um, I've been using these guys for years and, uh, you know, I've traveled quite a bit. Um, there was a time where I was traveling well over a hundred thousand miles a year and I always used this rental car company and treated me fairly as a matter of fact, better than fair ended up getting into the president's club. So, uh, well, I guess I kind of gave it away a little bit, but um, I flew down to Orlando and uh, flight got in like 20 minutes early. By the time I got my bag, got over to the uh, to the parking garage. Uh, my name's on the board, right? Because I'm president's club. And basically, you're supposed to be able to just walk up to a car in the president's club area and scan it. They have like a little QR code on it. You scan it and you're good to go. And you pretty much just walk out or, you know, take your car, head over to uh, the checkout and you're done. You just show me your ID. Everything's good. Well, dude, I got there and there was easily 50 people standing in line and there was no cars, none whatsoever. This is like 11 o'clock at night, 1130. Dude, I didn't get a car from these guys until 230 in the morning. 2.30. 2.30. Literally. Like, are they open at that point? Oh, yeah. They're 24-7. So, 2.30 in the morning, I finally get a car. And, of course, it's not 
a president's club car. I get some like little Kia hatchback or little SUV thing. It was a Santa Fe actually. And uh, it's not what I was supposed to get, but not terrible for a regular renter. But you know, when you're a president, presidential what? member, yeah, you yeah. expect to get something like you know. Well, I'm supposed to get a large car. Yeah. I was supposed to get like a Chrysler 300 or something like that. Right. Yeah. So anyway, push come the shove. I just kind of dealt with it and was like, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, you know, everybody has bad days or. You know, they screwed up the schedule, whatever the case may be. I, so many people were mad and they were going to call corporate and get all this. I never went that route. Um, didn't didn't want to push the envelope at all because I'm if I don't have to, I won't. But I didn't feel the need to go crazy on these guys. Cause so you didn't turn into Karen or in no. your particular case, like what's the dude version of Karen? Like a Joseph? Kevin. Kevin. You didn't go all Kevin on him. No. All right. No, I was I was cool about it. So then um, Florida is all about toll roads, right? Which here in Arizona, what's a toll road? I don't think there are any toll roads in no. Arizona, is there? No, there's none. And uh, I, I was like going through the tolls, plate pass, all that stuff. I'm like, great. Everything's cool. They're going to bill me later. So I just got the bill today. It was like 85 bucks for tolls. So you essentially stayed local. You only took one trip that I know of. Um, yeah, we took one trip that went probably two and a half, three hours out from Orlando. So but, if you had to like guesstimate like a, you know, and round up total tolls. tolls. Oh, four, 42, 43 bucks. So why $89? Convenience fees. Thank you, Hertz. Oh, Burt's convenience fees. So yeah, the toll is as much. Actually, I can pull it up because I'm frustrated now here talking about this. Yeah, toll charges were forty three dollars and thirty one cents. Convenience Con fee was thirty nine ninety six. So basically, you spent three, four more dollars in tolls than you did convenience fees. Absolutely ridiculous. What's the convenience? I guess using the plate pass. As opposed to going through and actually paying every time you but, go through a toll. But what administrative task did they have to do on their end that would garner a $40 fee? I don't know. I mean. Did they have to like siphon through and figure everything out and filter it down? Okay, well, they really shouldn't, right? Because it comes in to them as, hey, this plate went through the toll. And all you do is go, okay, this plate was rented by Sean. Right? So we need to bill him. On this date, it went through Sean. Yeah. Bill him, we have his credit card. Yeah. So supposedly, all the times that I went through, $43 were the toll charges. They want to charge me another thirty nine ninety six. Absolutely absurd. So I'm no stranger to tolls. I'm from Southern California. I'm from Illinois. Same thing. Right. You can't get five miles without paying a toll. No, like to get to John Wayne Airport from Dana Point, you're talking miles right yeah it's like 12 dollars and some change one way so for me to drop somebody off at the airport it's going to cost me about 30 bucks 30 bucks all because i don't want to fight with the five and the 405 i want to just hop on the freeway go three exits get on the toll road get off on the toll road drop somebody off the airport be back home in time to catch my baseball game okay there was a time we had to we had to rent a car because our car was undergoing issues. 
and it was through, um, I'm not going to say the name, but they rhymed with Hertz. Fuck, I messed up, didn't I? I think you did. It's all right. Like Burt's Bees? Yeah. It rhymes with Burt's Bees? Burt's? I didn't get a bill from Hertz. I got a bill from the toll company, and they said, you got five days to pay this. And we paid it, no problem. They said five days from the receipt. Now, how are they to know when we're going to receive it, number one? Right. But bottom line is they didn't charge us a convenience fee. They didn't charge us a nothing. So uh, is Hertz to blame or is the state of Florida to blame? Because you know me, I'm always willing to pile on the state of Florida. Well, in my opinion, I think this comes down to Hertz, honestly. And it's like one thing if it was a business trip, but this was for pleasure. It was not business at all. If it was business, it would be fine. But, yeah, I'm I'm just a little frustrated at the moment. Well, they probably do that because they expect most people to be there on business because yeah. there's so many conventions going down this time of year. Sure. It's like, ah, they're just going to expense it anyway. That is kind of a greedy trick. It really is. I'm just wondering why they didn't do it for me in California. But then again, that was the difference of frick all maybe... 10, 12 years. Well, that's the one thing I like about California is when you go through tolls there, um, you can just go on their website and then pay your tolls. Exactly. Which I didn't do when I went to Huntington Beach. And they ended up slapping me with a bill. Then they put like a $100 fee on top of it, saying if you don't pay it within a certain amount of time, you got to pay that extra $100. But they gave you the opportunity. But they give you the opportunity to pay it right away, which I did. California is awesome. Well... To an it's extent. just it's just run by a bunch of nimrods, but the toll road people got it right. Yeah, I mean, definitely better than what's going on in the Midwest. That all just goes into some governor's pocket, and then he gets put in jail up in Wisconsin. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. You remember one time we went to Missouri? Oh, Missouri, Missouri. Oh my God, we were driving back. We had we got hit by some tolls in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, that that turnpike, the Oklahoma yeah. Turnpike. Yeah. Didn't they hit you with some stuff? Yeah, well, I mean, we were running double axle at that time. So, yeah, it's a little bit more. But it's there's no other way to go except through that turnpike. It makes sense. So, anyway, I, I miss. When, when can we go back? Way, when can we go back to Missouri? I mean, it's, it's a cheap flight out of Arizona. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's do it. How's your balls holding up? You think you can make the flight? Just need an ice pack and I'll be all right. Fair enough. Anyway, so if anybody uh, there with um, Burt's car rental, shame on you, good sirs. Um, I had an epiphany today, and it's one of those things that's kind of like a week and a half in the like, making. Like a weekend at Tiffany's, or are you just talking like, you know, you went shopping at Tiffany's? Well, I didn't go shopping anywhere. I'll tell or you. are you talking like a redhead Tiffany? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They have a redhead festival in Ireland. Did you ever see the pictures from like these redhead festivals? No. Some of the women are st- stunning. So he's going to grab his phone. He's going to look yeah. that up. He he hit on something though, like where where was I shopping? And, and no, I was not shopping. I'm going to tell you why. I'm not going to be anywhere near a retail store, a shopping mall, anything like that. Because I noticed something today. I had to drive not even through a mall, not even really close to a mall. I was about a block and a half away from a mall. And people, like, they're just extra 
freaking crabby. I mean extra crabby. What is it about Thanksgiving that comes and it's like, okay, we want you to be thankful for everything that you have. Which is preceded by Black Friday where you basically have to maul everybody for the things that you don't have. And then the next, you know, four weeks is you preparing for Christmas Day, which is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. But then you get closer to it and like all these jackasses who have not done their Christmas shopping, rather than keep their country cool, they decide they just want to be complete assholes. Um, what is it about this time of year, the week before Christmas, with shopping malls and like people are just so goddamn angry? People, I, I honestly believe it's anxiety. People are are so anxious because either one, they're not getting what they want, or what they're on the li- what's on the list, and time is crunched, right? Um, because everybody's out of everything. Well, right now. remember this too. We're in Arizona, so we also have uh, snowbirds coming in, and then they boost our economy like you wouldn't believe. But they also boost in accidents and uh, bad driving and stuff like that. But anyway, I, I don't want to complain about them because I'm appreciative that they come here and boost the economy during the winter months. Um, I'm just better that it's I'm I'm happier that it's not like we live in Florida and we get spring breakers. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's like like that's cool when you're the teenage 20s. Well, not teenage, but you're in your 20s and stuff like that. Yeah, fun. But I can't imagine living in Daytona or Miami anywhere uh, any of the spring break destinations. Like that's just rough. But anyway, we're talking about Christmas. Um, yeah, they're supposed to be happy. We, we are, but you know, the way this world is, is it's now more about the gifts that you give instead of what you're, what you have. And I, I, I don't know. I think I guess I just challenged the world to consider this, all these gifts that you're getting that, that you know, that 20% off sweater or those 40% off earrings or, you know, whatever the frick ever. How much of that is going to make two shits of a difference of your life three weeks from this Sunday? Absolutely none. And that's the sad part is that people are going to go out. They're going to drop a ton of money for one day. It's almost like a wedding, right? You plan and plan and plan. You have this wedding. It's like this big hurrah. And then it's fucking over. And once it's over, you sit there and go, why did I spend so much money? Why didn't I just elope? Why didn't I go to Vegas? You know, or why didn't we just do it on a beach with like 20 of our closest friends? Save all this money instead of two, three, four, five hundred people. Well, that's the thing is like I've always in years past, and I mean 43 years past, I've always loved that period of time between the day after Thanksgiving or we'll just say the night of Thanksgiving yeah. to Christmas Eve. Sure. Christmas Day for me. You know, yeah, it's cool to open presents, but after that, it's like, what? You're going to, you know, this is coming from a guy as a kid, blended family. You're literally busting ass to try to make all these different places. And then as I become a young adult, now I'm married into a blended family. Right. 
And so you're literally busting ass trying to make all these times and appointments. Yeah. Christmas Day is, you know, outside of the morning of when you're opening the gifts. It's like, is it really that enjoyable? No, it's always the time leading up to it that's the best. The Christmas lights, you know, the cookies, you know. We can talk about the food in a minute because there is some pretty good traits about going to some of these other different, you know, parties is like the different foods that you have. But like, I don't think Christmas was meant to, I I think we as Americans got it wrong. Oh, for sure. I think we fucked up somewhere along the way. I I think it got exaggerated. Um, Totally. I, I think that, you know, the idea of giving to somebody wasn't supposed to be massive wasn't supposed to be a huge gift wasn't supposed to be like six seven eight gifts you know what i mean i think it was really just supposed to be something small thoughtful um i mean it's about spending time together yeah it's supposed to be right but you know in today's day and time you know everybody's for lack of a better phrase blended yeah and so you know you want to make this person happy and you want to make that person happy and you want to make that person happy. And in the event, I don't know that it's not necessarily that you make them unhappy as much as you just stress yourself out. Uh-huh. And in the process, you stress others out around you and they're already stressed because they're thinking the same thing that you're thinking. So I, I think that plays a lot into it is because we, we don't do it anymore. We either stay home or we go to one place. Dude. Do you remember back before COVID? Do you remember those Black Friday deals where people would line up outside of Best Buy or line up outside of these stores? And the second the store opened, it was literally just a, even Walmart, right? Yeah. And it was just a mad rush to go get the best deals. And people were knocking each other over. People were getting in the fights. For right? $3 DVDs yeah. and like $200 laptops. Right. That they had, okay, there's 600 people lined up around your building, but we've got like four laptops. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's stupid. I mean, they, they're kind of creating that chaos. Yeah, but I guess here's my point. I'm not, I'm not trying to create like an anti-American, you know, culture here, but. No, we need to change the way Christmas is perceived. Yeah. Do you see them doing this shit overseas? No. I don't either. No, not at all. So I talked to a buddy of mine today. Um, his wife's French. They lived in France for a while. Parlez-vous français? Yeah, Simon. Oui, oui. oui, oui. <laughs> that was Spanish, but I don't know French. <laughs> well, Simone could be somebody's name. Could be. Yeah. Nonetheless, you know what they do there? They'll put up a tree. They don't put up lights, which I kind of like the lights. Yeah. You know, they may or may not exchange like one or two gifts. Their big thing is they all cook food, they hang out together, play games, play cards, have a drink, talk, spend time together. That's their big thing over there. That's fantastic. But where the hell did the idea of let's go chop down a tree from the from nature that's growing, living, and thriving and bring it into the house and let it die in 30 days? Where did this ever become a thing? Because it's pretty. I'm looking at your tree. It's pretty, but it doesn't look like well, you chopped it down over the. Oh no, mine's fall. fake. Uh, I I this is the first year I went fake, but I like a real tree. I, don't get me wrong, I like real trees too, but it, I'll be honest, a heck of a lot less mess to clean up. Yeah, 
I look at it like this. So, like, I know there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, you can't use paper because you're killing all the trees. Like, dude, let's be fucking realistic here. There are farms that are designated for growing and killing trees, and then they grow more trees. You are Wait. not losing a single fucking ounce of oxygen. These, these tree huggers that you're talking about, I find they be very funny. Because a lot of them, a lot of them, I'm just going to call out Oregon because there's a lot of tree huggers out there, right? And they'll be like, you're cutting down trees. Don't do this, right? And then where do you see them? After they're complaining and stuff, they go to the bar. And they're sitting at a wood freaking bar, bro. But they're like, don't cut down the trees. Oh, can I have a drink? And they're like plopping it on a nice wood bar. Don't think anything about that, right? These guys, they're unbelievable. Yeah, it's its called a farm, and it's like the same thing for, like, you know, where, where do the majority of the red peppers and the almonds and, like, the, the uh, what are those little oranges called? You were talking red peppers. I was hoping you were actually talking, like, green peppers. Green peppers, too. What are those little oranges called, dude? Cuties. Oh, you're talking about, like, uh, not. Um, they're cuties. Yeah, but what are they called? They're Do you know where the start with a T? Tangelos, tangerines. Yeah, this is tangerine. These are little miniature cuties. Yeah, but that's what they are. They're Whatever they are, you know where they're all grown? Central California. Oh, and you only know what happens? They pick them all, and guess what? There's no more left. But guess what they do? They harvest and they plant more. And guess what? Your grocery store shelves are stocked with more red peppers and more of your almond milk and more of your cuties because they grow more same thing with your fucking trees man hp needs their printer paper because somebody's got to print off a sales report somewhere even though digital's the way to go somebody out there is still like i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna convert to none of that i want to print off 24 pages so they get their printer paper and people like me and my family we get our tree and what do they do next year they grow more you know but yeah but how many years does it take to grow the tree up to that point you know what i mean I don't know, but there's going to be another one right behind it. Excuse me. It's all um, good. I get it, and and I understand it. I just, it's expensive, man. Trees are not cheap. No, they're not. Mine was like 80 bucks. Yeah, that's that's not cheap at all. I paid one price, and I'll have this tree for year after year after year after year after year. And You know uh, what? It looks like it's holding its form pretty good, too. It's uh, a good-looking tree, dude. Where'd you get it? Uh, <laughs> Believe it or not, Facebook Marketplace. I got it from an older couple in a retirement community. Oh, how about that? Yeah. You need a skirt. Um, no. I got you, dog. You know, I, uh, I, I'm not Scottish, but if I had to wear a kilt, I would. I got you. I got a skirt. But I definitely couch. wouldn't wear a skirt. But you'd look so good in it, and your tree would look good in it, too. I've got your tree covered. I got, I got more hair in my legs than you can imagine. Yeah, I would not look what? good in a skirt. Your tree's kind of exposed. Well, you know. It needs a skirt. Yeah, that's the derriere end, right? I got you covered. Right on. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway. I, I do kind of need some. It is looking a little bare. So here's one thing I think we can all agree on. So I, th- I think the world has it. Well, world, a.k.a. United States, America. I think we've kind America. of. America. Like, America. I think we've kind of over-exaggerated the whole Christmas thing. 
It's been way too commercialized. Because, I mean, for frick's sake, man, you, you, August, they're putting out Christmas decorations now. Yeah, Chris, it's not just Christmas. It's everything. I mean, look at how it is with the new iPhone or the new iPad or, you know, even uh, the new Samsung phone with the bendable glass, right? I mean, it's it's constant. We're constantly being nailed with marketing of products over and over and over again. And it's like, literally, I, th- I feel like it's Christmas 24-7 all year long. No, because they start preparing for it. So you're going to have, you know, right now everybody's got like Christmas sales and everybody's going to have like the last minute Christmas sales. Then come Monday, everybody's going to have the after Christmas sales. Yeah. And then you get a little bit of break because there's Valentine's Day, Easter, Memorial Day, 4th of July. And they're like, all right, there's Christmas in July. Like, who the fuck made that a thing? I have no idea. And then you get a slight break from it because here comes Halloween in August. Right. Even though it's the 31st of October. But then by September, you can't find a pumpkin to save your life. But you want to know what you can find in September? Garland. (laughs) Yeah, it it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. way too early. So, there's going to be a lot of back and forth on that. One thing that is for certain, everybody loves food. I got to ask you, man, you're a foodie. I'm a foodie. What are you doing for Christmas in Uh, terms of your dinner? I'm actually, I'm kind of struggling a little bit because I'm actually going to have dinner here Christmas evening. And uh, I I did the turkey from um, Popeye's. Popeye's. Thank you. Yeah. I did my turkey from Popeye's for Thanksgiving. So um, I see Christmas as a ham, right? And I'd love to do honey baked, but they're just, their prices are high. Their prices are high and their lines are long. Yeah. And honestly, you can get a really good ham from Costco. I think those Kirkland hams are really good. And you can Gordon Ramsay the hell out of it. Yeah, you can. So that's probably what I'm going to do, but I, I got to work on my sides. I don't I, I, Traditional stuff like mashed potatoes, corn, but I, I don't know what else to do. So... When I think of Christmas, like it's almost like Thanksgiving 2.0. But I am a big time believer in the in the, in the honey baked ham. Yeah. I love honey baked ham. But I'm not against making my own. I I actually did one last year. It turned out pretty good. Um, I don't like turkey is not my favorite bird. Uh, but that Popeye's turkey you had, you let me have a sample of. It was pretty good. But the ham, I am a big fan of yeah, the ham i am ham right, i am yeah i do not like green eggs i i don't understand the concept of green eggs we're going to keep that in folks Excuse but like me. you the sides are always the things that i struggle with because like to me you got to have a potato and mashed potatoes go a long way they're very popular in my house they're popular in your house yeah um I used to do kind of like a, not a stewed potato, but like a baked potato kind of dish or whatever. I've done that over the years. I've done a hash brown casserole. Um, ever since, I want to say it was like 2017, 16, you introduced me to these garlic mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's been a staple in my house every year since. So that is definitely going to go in. Can't have those without gravy. Right. I will have a brown gravy. I did a turkey gravy for Thanksgiving. I'm going to do a brown beef gravy for Christmas. 
I'm debating whether or not I should or should not do a dressing. Dressing? Stuffing, dressing. Oh. Eh. I, I mean, I, I always saw that as a Thanksgiving thing, but I mean, I don't know. I, it really just depends on the family now, doesn't it? I mean, if that's, if that's something that is um, a staple every year, uh, I guess go for it. You know, it was a staple when our mother-in-law was around. Not so much. I mean, she's fuck, dude. When she passed, 18, 17, 18? It's been a minute. Yeah. So I didn't try to recreate her stuffing until this last Thanksgiving, and I got I got the aroma down, but the texture and the taste not so much. Yeah. I thought about redoing it, try to get a round two, because I think I know what I did wrong with round one. Well, now's your opportunity to do it, I guess. Yeah, I know, but man, I tell you what, you want to know what I really, really like? Denny's. Thinking about just throwing the towel in and just taking my family to freaking Denny's or IHOP. I got to be honest, you know, I don't, we've never actually done like the traditional kind of Christmas dinner. It's always been like, we ended up picking up like roast beef from Portillo's or we ended up doing like a six foot sub from one of the stores, you know what I mean? Safeway or something like that. Um, that was always kind of the norm for us is to do something that was just easy. But this year I kind of, you know, I didn't do a ham for Thanksgiving. So that's why I'm kind of going that route. Did you already get the ham? Not yet. Frick. It may be out. Well, if that's the case, then I just head my butt over to Portillo's and we're going to have Italian <laughs> beef. Nothing for me to go buy five pounds of beef. I'm all good with that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling with it because number one, like, you know, the females in my life, they're kind of on a health kick right now. They were on a health kick for Thanksgiving. They wanted it simple. I made simple. I think it was a success. I did botch the dressing, but it smelled really good in my house. So for Christmas, I'm like, do I want to put myself through, like cooking to me is therapeutic, but it's not therapeutic when you're stressing about whether or not somebody's going to eat this or not. So while I love ham, I think I'm the only person who really loves ham. I think everybody else could live without it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I don't want to do a ham. I can do a turkey breast in the crock pot because that's easy. Yeah. But the, then again, we're back to the sides. Yeah. Wouldn't Mashed potatoes, that. starchy food, high in carbs, dressing, high in carbs. Right. Like, like why do all that if they're not going to eat it? So, like, you know. I mean, you, you could do something like a green bean casserole, but. In, I I'd mean, rather gnaw off my arm and beat myself to death with it. Right. Like, that's gross. The only thing good about a green bean casserole is the French's onions, but then they got green beans on them, so they're going to taste like green bean juice. Yeah. Yuck. That's where you need 10 pounds of butter to just kind of, that and salt, just to kind of get it down. Like, I don't understand. Why do people eat, like, green beans, man? Gross. Do you like green beans? Um, If they're cooked right, yeah. I, so like in other asparagus. words, you can live without them. I, I could live without it, but, I mean, they're not horrible. It's like asparagus. I love asparagus. If it's cooked properly. I'm about ready to just say, fuck it, and grill some hamburgers. No, I mean, you can do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? It's not a bad idea. 
Well, I'm really trying to talk myself out of going to Denny's. My favorite thing is the day after is having those like Hawaiian rolls and then just making little ham sandwiches out of them. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I'd be the only one eating them, though. Well, come on over here. You can help us eat them. Or you can go on over to my house and you can help me eat mine. But you're not doing a ham, are you? I keep going back and forth. All right. It'd have to be a small ham. Yeah. Like I'm talking like a five pounder. Yeah. Well, I I always end up buying one that's way too big and I got to try and do the same. I got to try and find a small ham. I did a good job on the turkey. Yeah. This year at Thanksgiving, I nailed it. Oh, yeah. Me too. I busted my butt. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Anyway. So, excuse me. You know, that saga is to be continued. It is going to be Sunday. I do know Denny's will be open. I think IHOP is open. Part of me is eating, eating, even English pal. It's America here. I'm debating whether I want to do freaking Chinese food. Oh, you want to go Christmas story route? You're going to get a duck? <laughs> no, I was thinking like orange chicken and some chow mein. Uh, have them roast a whole duck and then have them cut the neck off right in front of the family. <laughs> we already talked about Christmas stories sometime back. Yeah. I uh, I like it. I know you don't. Well, I didn't tell you this. So Steph listened to that entire episode. She is on your side. Well, I mean, you have to understand that Christmas story takes place in Midwestern, in Midwestern America, right? So... We saw that growing up as that is an extension of us because we're from the Midwest, right? But yeah. I could see somebody from um, Tennessee or California or New York being like, that doesn't apply to me. That's not what Christmas is like. But for us, I mean, that is completely 100%. That was Christmas growing up. Dude, your dog's over here just like begging for attention. Yeah, just wait till he jumps on you. He's a good boy, though. So, we already talked about Christmas movies. I kind of wanted to transition a little bit, but kind of stay on topic. I tasked you out with uh, with something, since you're, you know, a smidge under the weather. Smidge is right. There, There's two series I wanted you to watch. The Equalizer with Denzel. Yeah. One and two, and Sicario one and two with Brolin. Where are you at with that? Oh, I'm 100% done. I nailed those out of the park. All right. Where do you want to start? Because I want to talk about this. Let's go Sicario. All right. Your thoughts, sir. Um, Not exactly what I was expecting, but I was pleasantly surprised. It was a, it was a great movie. Well, let's talk about what you were expecting. Um, I was kind of thinking of it more like uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Okay. You know, um, but... It was a little more than that, and uh, I mean, it's it's up there for me. I really enjoyed it. What did you think of Brolin's character? One of his best or midway? He's been in a lot of good movies, dude. He's um, knocking him out the park, is he not? He really is. Um, I think his, y- his yeah. Sicario is some of my favorite work that he's done. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I really liked in the first one how he was just that dude in the jeans and flip flops, and he, you know, everybody's like, "Who is this guy?" And he was always calm, relaxed, sleeping on the airplane, right? I mean, like, yeah, I think there's some peanuts in the back there. I know yeah. he's his character was phenomenal. I actually, I could kind of relate to him because I could see myself being similar to that. Well, you saw him in the second one. He showed up in like cargo shorts and freaking Crocs. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, like they they did let a little bit of his humane side out. And I don't care if we're spoiling this movie. I mean, this movie came out well, well before COVID. Right. And we're well, I don't want to say after COVID because COVID's still around. But you know what I mean? It was like 2018, 19 when this movie came out. Yeah. By the end of the second one. He had kind of grown a little bit of humanity because he was tasked to kill um, Benicio Del Toro's character as well as the girl. Yeah. And he did not. He opted to put her in protective custody. So it's like, okay, so he's kind of showing a little bit of range here. He's kind of heartless, but at the same time, he's got like that soft side. Either way, he was comical through the whole thing. Fucking Mondays, yeah? And like they're sitting there showing all that shit on the TV. He's just mowing down on some chow mein. I don't know. My favorite Brolin roles are probably going to be those two movies. I kind of give the edge to the second one with Brolin. With Benicio Del Toro, I give the edge to the first one. Yeah, Benicio Del Toro was awesome in there, too. Yeah, they're just fantastic movies, man. What you're hearing over there is Griffin going at his empty dog bowl. You got that, pal? (laughs) Good for you, buddy. Griffin. Hey, you should note that this oh dog weighs God. about four pounds, <laughs> but he's got the attitude of a sixty-pound dog. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and obviously, right now he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> we try to call him, and he's just like, "No, nope, I'm in the middle of my world right here, licking the crap out of my bowl." Hey, buddy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Anyway, He's what was your favorite else. of the two of them? Um, really kind of hard to say. I really enjoyed the... You know, I, whenever it comes to a sequel, um, I always have a difficult time because when it's a new movie and it's it's something completely out of the ordinary, I always like the first one. Yeah. Because it's new, it's fresh, right? But you go then and you see the sequel and you're already expecting it's going to be just a continuation of the first one. And they go left turn. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like when I originally watched Terminator, I I liked the first one because it was new. Same with like East Ventura. You know, so there's people that have seen the second one first and then seen the first one. And when I like the second one better, I think it's what you see first typically is what ends up being what you like. Not not all the time. I'm not saying 100%, but No, usually. it makes sense, but because I saw Terminator 2 Judgment Day before I saw the first Terminator. I like Terminator 2 Judgment Day better. Oh, it makes sense. But I think a lot of people like Terminator 2 Judgment Day better. Yeah. I, I've seen Sicario in sequential order. It's tough. I like, I guess from like a story perspective, I really like the second one. 
but I really like the first one too. So I think it has to come down to like character performance for me. Brolin was better in two. Del Toro was better in one. But yeah. they were both good in both. I agree. I agree. I mean, they're fantastic. It was a phenomenal movie. All right, let's go to the next one. Let's Equalizer. talk about Equalizer. Um, Denzel, tell me why he is not the best freaking actor in Hollywood right now. Um, I'm not saying he's not, but in those in those movies, amazing. He was a. You want to talk? Sorry, my dog's like. We're going to post this fucker on social media. He's just a badass. He was just going right up to the microphone. So if you heard him snorting or sniffing, <laughs> that was that was Griffin. Hey, right? buddy. Right, Griffy? Yeah. He's uh, a... <laughs> hey, hi. There you go. There you go. That was a schnoz. I'm picture of this right now. Hey, buddy. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> go see um, daddy. All right. So... Um, we're on. We're on Equalizer. Denzel Washington's amazing. I mean, honestly, if if I didn't know Denzel Washington, I would have thought this is just a can. No, hold on. Let me take that back. If you didn't know Denzel's personality at all outside of films, and this is the first film that you saw, I would honestly believe that that's who he is. Yep. And and in real life, whatever he, really he is, is doing on film, you believe. He's he's one of those people where he's inspiration. He's he's a Tony Robbins. You know what I mean? He inspires a lot of people. Um, he tries to help others. He's a great dude. And even in this movie or the movies, um, the equalizer, he's phenomenal. So like I said, if I didn't know I would literally think that's just his personality. Other than, you know, fight scenes and stuff like that, but Yeah, but he really trained for all that. And so like like in depth training. Yeah. So here's the one thing I didn't have you do. I didn't have you look at the trailers. No, I didn't. You need to watch the trailers for both those movies. And if you don't you know, even after knowingly seeing the movies he still gets your buy-in from because he they do this song in the first one. I think it's Eminem. No, it is one hundred percent Eminem. The second one, I think it was Kendrick Lamar. Okay, fantastic trailers. But like within the first one, like you said, like you know, he he trained for these badass fight scenes. He executed them. Did not use a stunt double. Right. But then the fights were a secondary character. The human was the primary. Like the the humanity behind it. Right. Same thing with the second one. So it's like one of those things like, who, which one's better? I mean, it's hard, but I always it's, lean towards the, the first movies because it's something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's To me, they're the same movie. It's just one's a continuation of the, of the next. Well, it's sad that he wasn't working at Home Depot anymore. And uh, he was, he was <laughs> a Lyft market. driver instead. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of, trashed Home Depot. Yeah, for or sure. Or Home Mart or whatever it was. Home, he, I think yeah, I think it was yeah, Home. Yeah, he kind of trashed it. He had to he had to pick up a different career. But man, they 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 killed his friend. Oh, I know. And yeah, they uh they fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to kill each and every one of you. And the only regret is I can only do it once. 
I'm like, damn, dude, that hurt. And he did it all calm. Did you ever hear him raise his voice in the whole freaking series? No, but I mean, if you ever listen to Dunzel when he's talking um, in in the press and stuff like that, he never raises his voice. And he's just calm, cool, collected 24-7. And uh, I admire that about him. He's he's unbelievable. I mean, I know you're not he's a, a good role model. Yeah, I know you're not a Dodger fan. Neither is he. He's a Yankee fan. But so he, him, and I, him, him and I have a little bit in common. No Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. He he lives in Southern California. The Dodgers asked him to come to their locker room um, last summer, I think. Or it might have been this summer. I think it was this summer. And speak to him. And he didn't. He, he, he played the part. He showed up in the Dodger jersey, but he wore the Yankee hat. Yeah. And, you know, his son is a Dodgers fan, diehard Dodgers fan. So he brought his son with him and he, he spoke to the locker room. It's on YouTube somewhere. And, like, I remember watching that thinking, ah, dang. Like, this freaking guy, you just want to be a better human being after listening to him talk. Yeah. He's very inspirational. That's why I said he's like a Tony Robbins. Yeah. yeah I think everybody should check that out, Dodger fan or not. Check out Denzel Washington speaking to the Dodger locker room. Uh, there's another one where he's, I don't know if he's doing a play or if he was talking to a crew from a movie, but he had one of his inspirational speeches. Amazing. I, I think if you just look up Denzel inspirational speeches, you'll come up with quite a few. Well, he's, you you remember the whole Chris Rock, Will Smith thing, yeah? Yeah. Who do you think talked Will Smith down? Oh, yeah. No. Well, I mean, he's, he's Grand Puba. Uh-huh. He's Mufasa. He really is. He really is. I freaking love Denzel. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about um, talking about movies. I think. I think I want to. I think I want to skip TV shows. I think I want to save that for next week. We can do that another time. But there was something that you wanted to talk about with me. Oh yeah, so I ended up. Um, well. I was hoping that I was feeling a little bit better because I'm kind of under the weather. Yeah. But I ended up picking up something, and uh, I always like I always like making this guy kind of guess. So um, I ended up buying a beverage, put it in my fridge, and uh, you know make him kind of guess. Hey, what do you think I got? I got us. I got us something for tonight. So um, he gave him three guesses and. None of them were right. No, I was wrong. I, I totally went left field on you. But we need to talk about this. I'm Buffalo ready. Trace bourbon cream. Fantastic stuff. So it's not the first time we've had the Buffalo Trace cream. So I think it was a I think it was a year ago, actually. It was the first time that we got it. Yep. And we purchased their root beer with it too. I think it's Freddy's. And I think Oh, yeah, that's right. I think it was Freddy's. You're right. So it was Freddy's, but the recipe was to do a, a root beer float. Uh-huh. So Freddy's root beer, some some of this uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon cream, and then, you know, a, a dollop or two of uh, vanilla ice cream. Right. I ate it, and it was crazy, but I don't think we you did We went through like three bottles in a week, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think you did the ice cream at all. I think you just went straight for the... 
bourbon itself. I did the ice cream for the first one, and I was like, all right, you know, that's a formality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I think we just learned to cut that out and go straight with, like, a root beer. And then today, I ended up finding something that I've never seen, and that's Pepsi cream soda. Like, I haven't had it yet because I'm under the weather. But, Mr. Andrews, please, tell us what your thoughts are in Pepsi's cream soda. So, minus root beer and cream soda, I've completely cut out cola. Pepsi-Cola, right. Coca-Cola, even Sprite. Right. I just I, I haven't drank any of it because I was borderline diabetic. I cut all that out. Lipid panel's fine in terms of that. Awesome. But I do occasionally allow myself on occasion a root beer or a cream soda. And that occasion is usually if I'm eating at Mod Pizza, they've got that boilins or whatever it is. I've never had Mod Pizza. Yeah, try it. And you gotta get a bottle of their cream soda. Or on occasion, like if I was going to like a Rudy's Diner or something like that, Ruby's or whatever, do like a root beer float. Or if I'm to go to like an AMW. Oh, if you, can you go to AMW, there's nothing better than getting their draft. The draft root beer is hands down best beverage I'd have, I've ever had in terms of like soft drinks. Yeah. So I will allow myself cream soda and root beer. So I was always a big Pepsi guy. And when he... I open up his fridge. It, I missed it. I saw the A&W and I saw the bourbon cream. So I immediately just pulled out the bourbon cream. I'm like, all right. So I get the rocks ready and I'm getting ready for it. He's like, no, 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 no. He got to go back in there. And he told me about this Pepsi Cola cream soda. I didn't have a lot of faith, I think, in my taste buds. I think my heart was more excited than my tongue was. That's sure. what she said. Well, no, I get that because it, it's unusual to hear a yeah. cola cream soda i mean just a typical cream soda is one thing because they'll have those clear cream sodas yep. or like uh i think ibc uh-huh. theirs is more of like a a light tan color you know yes. what i mean top three cream soda period oh I, I i i don't know top three. Oh, that you're you're throwing that on me bro i haven't I'm going to put A&W cream sodas number one. Dude, I don't know because I really like Dr. Pepper's cream soda. It was better. A&W cream soda number one. Boylan's cream soda number two, which is a handcraft. I'm going to put Pepsi Cola as number three. IBC is number four. Dr. Pepper is number five. Wow. My opinion. I'm I'm really shocked that the Pepsi's up there in the top three. It was pretty freaking good, and, and it's dark, bro. I mean that that does not look like a typical well, Dr. cream dark soda. Too. Well, that's true. So I did I did two, well, really three. First thing I did is I I tasted it solo, and then I did a two thirds bourbon cream. Buffalo wait, wait, wait. when you say you tasted it solo, are you saying you tasted the Buffalo Trace bourbon cream solo? No, the cream soda, the cream Pepsi soda. cream soda. All right. I did, I, I tasted it solo, and then I did two different concoctions. I did a 50-50 mix, and I did a two-thirds bourbon cream, one-third Pepsi cola mix. My favorite of all of them is going to be the one-third Pepsi cola to two-thirds bourbon cream, and that's what I just finished here. I can see it. I mean, that, that bourbon cream is so smooth. Yep. And it's so... Don't the, taste the, like bourbon. The flavor profile is amazing in it. 
Like, I'm a bourbon guy, but it doesn't taste like bourbon. It just tastes like dessert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I was kind of excited to see it, and I had to I had to pick a bottle up. Well, what you asked me to try that I have not tried, that I probably will try one little sampling whilst I'm about to kick your ass in Xbox. <laughs> the UFC 4. Yeah. I'll probably do a little sampling of the A&W with the, the bourbon cream mix. Probably the same ratio, two-thirds bourbon cream, one-third. Yeah, A&W. I'm curious. I'm curious what what you think of that. But no... um. I don't. I don't think you've ever failed on a beverage concoction. Although I th- feel like I've failed at one or two. <laughs> well, I've definitely failed some. I remember when I tried to do a rum chata with like an orange Fanta. Oh my gosh, it just clumped <laughs> up. It clumped up. It was nasty. I was going for that, you know, um, that orange creamsicle kind of thing. Yeah. And I failed miserably. It just. It did not. This one out. did clump up on the 50-50 mix. If you do the two-thirds, one-third, it doesn't clump up. But on the 50-50, it definitely clumped up, but it didn't taste gross. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, the, the, probably the, my least favorite concoction that you've ever made would have been the, um, the uh, pure iced tea gimmick thing, whatever it is, with the crown peach. Oh, that was... Yeah, I think that that was crown peach and rum chata. Yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, trying to go for that, you know, like a peach. It wasn't bad. It was okay. But I just remember there was crown peach in there. Yeah. And I I I like peach cobbler. Everything else peaching I can kind of get away, you know, I can do without. Actually, I wonder if I did that with fireball, add some cinnamon in it. I think know? there was tea in there. I don't remember that. Well, it was kind of a fuzzy night. Yeah. yeah a lot <laughs> went on that night. There's a lot of different things we tried. Yeah. But um, of of all the concoctions that you've ever made for me, I will publicly say that I despise the Mai Tai. But his Mai Tai. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how could you not like my Mai Tai, bro? Your Mai Tai is one of my favorite beverages because you... You lay back on the pineapple and you're heavy on the cherry. And just whatever dark rum that you use, I think is just better. Ben, you know, I use it, two different rums. Well, I it's, use it's reminiscent of the Benihana Mai Tai. Um, actually, it's it's very close to... It, it, people who are from the Midwest will know this. Um, Bob Chins. Bob Chins makes a killer Mai Tai. And it's very similar to his recipe. No, it's good. But like, I love the fact that you use a lot of grenadine. Yeah. I'm a fan of grenadine. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's orange juice, there's pineapple juice, there's grenadine, there's uh, ori, or, or, ori, or great, or that almond, it's that almond shit, or, O-R-G-R-E-A-T or something like that. Uh, it's a syrup. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, so you're not talking about fucking amaretto, are you? No, 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 no. Well, actually, probably could use that probably could that would that would hmm, that might be a level up we might have to give that a try the best drink you and i've ever had to this day is still going to be the amaretto simply orange juice oh my god Uh, well it's this the easiest and the most flavorful freaking little sweet drink there is ridiculous if if you're an amaretto stone sour person hold the sour replace it with simply orange thank us later yeah 
Yeah. What else? You've, you've done a few different old fashions that were all scrumptious. Yeah, my favorite is the one from that I tried to recreate from White Rabbit. I haven't eight, had it yet. I've that only eight, heard that about 1837. it. That one's hard, though, because they have a, a, a banana blend which is, that is their recipe. And it's hard to try and get that banana blend in there. Well, you tried doing the 99 stuff, and I... Oh, that failed miserably. 99s, I figured out one of those things when you just want a quick buzz. Yeah. And quite frankly, you know, a nice little buzz is, is you know, feels good. Like when you're when you're a fan of cocktails, it's like, okay, you want the buzz to come after the, the scrumptiousness. But... You know, nothing against a good buzz. Huh. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, my review, uh, it was, uh, you know, you were kind of cooped up in the corner of your couch over here, so I kind of had to do it myself. But, yeah, winner, in the words of Dana White, winner. That's awesome. The uh, the cream soda, Pepsi cream soda, um, bourbon trace, you know, cream liqueur, total winner. And I'm expecting the AW to be the same. I, I don't think I've had a bad rendition of this Buffalo Trace, you know, cream stuff. When I first saw the bottle in there, it kind of reminded me of Bailey's a little bit. And I'm glad it wasn't Bailey's because Bailey's to me, it, it's good like with coffee. <laughs> oh, for sure. Actually, I wouldn't doubt this is probably pretty good with coffee, too. Uh, that's a very good point there, Mr. Warwa. It, it'd be worth giving it a shot. Just not tonight. No, late. No, 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 no. I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but it, it's pushing one a.m. our time, and well, I still want to kick his ass at Xbox, so I've got a very limited window to do that. So, so you know that segment we always have sounds dirty, but it's not. Yeah, and I've kind of laid off it a little bit, but I I want to talk about how I think the NFL is so dirty. Well, I'm kind of disgusted with the NFL right now anyway, so any opportunity I have to shit on the NFL, let's go for it. Well, okay. This sounds dirty, but it's not, okay? okay? Here's an example. Coach Coughlin had been urging defense to get more penetration, but they just can't seem to get around that tight end. <laughs> Tell me that is not dirty. That, is that an ESPN or Fox Sports writer? <laughs> I think that's ESPN. That's got to be ESPN. I that mean, well, fucker done him dirty. but here's the thing. It's not just that. There's baseball, too. A baseball announcer. Oh, he came inside with a high hard one. <laughs> right? I mean, still sounds dirty. But it's not. Yeah. Um, You know, you can always, well, we can get out of sports and think of other things that are kind of dirty like hey i'm gonna go down to pet boys and get a rim job <laughs> you know what i mean <sighs> i think another one that's kind of good is you go to these fireworks places especially like we do fireworks here you know on uh, new year's and stuff and if you can go to one of those fireworks stores and they'll be like oh fireworks in rear what the hell <laughs> right um it sounds dirty Sign in the front of the country market that had fireworks sales area set up in the back um, to run up on the 4th of July. So, yeah, fireworks up in the rear. That's uh, kind of nasty. But, but it's not. It's not. Oh, how about NASA? 
We could talk about NASA. That's always an easy one. NASA sends probe to Uranus. <laughs> that's low hanging fruit right there, pal. Well, that's an easy one, <laughs> but it's a great one, right? NASA sends a probe to Uranus. That um, sounds dirty. What if, What if you say that you sat on a cockatoo? Huh. A cocker too? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Well, for fuck's sake, lad. I'm done. That's. I had a couple of these just sitting in my phone, so <laughs> that's all I got for today. Well, uh, wherever you find yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, we wish you a Merry Christmas or a Happy Holidays. We don't really give a shit what you say. Just don't uh, make fun of the other person who says something you don't. And be safe and don't get too crabby out there trying to, you know, get your 20% off that sweater vest. You know what I'm saying? Sean, what do you say? You want to do another one next week? Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's hit this again. All right. Well, this is the Two Loose Screws podcast. I am Chris and that is Sean and we will see you later. <laughs>